one of the things that I say at every single session, whether I'm talking to a group of women, whether I'm talking to corporate CEOs, you know, money doesn't buy class. You know, it buys good shoes. This week on the Hitch Podcast, our favorite etiquette expert, Diane Gotsman, joins us to talk about money etiquette. Stay tuned. You've heard me talk about the Hitched Wine Club before. Well, it just got better. We have now launched, with our partner, Touring and Tasting, a wine country getaway concierge service for free. So what that means is we can help plan your itinerary, uh, help set up accommodations with recommendations and finding the best rates for you, uh, give you access to wineries that are not open to the general public, uh, complimentary wine tastings, private tours, and more. Even better yet, you don't even have to be a wine club member. But if you want to find out more information, click the wine club link on the hitched homepage. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com, and I am joined with the always lovely and fabulous Diane Gotsman. Hi Diane. Hi Steve. Uh we are it you know, it's it's tax time is just around the corner. Uh we are recording this podcast um, well, I say it's just around the corner. We're report, recording this at the end of February, and uh, some people probably have already even filed their taxes. Um, but this gets into the bigger conversation about money, um, and uh, we are going to talk – uh, the taboo topic, or maybe it's not so taboo anymore. I don't know. I get that's that's what you are here for to to help us navigate this this touchy topic a little bit today. Yes. Uh, so before we, uh, well, I guess before we get into some of the 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 specific instances and topics and uh, uh, that people bring up about money, I wanted to first and foremost ask you. Is money a taboo topic um, still to discuss in public? Well, yes and no. You know, it's a gray area because it's only taboo if the people that you were having a conversation with find it find it unsavory. And, and you know, yes, sex, uh, politics, religion, and money are topics that you should stay away from. But that said, in answer to your question, if somebody is bringing it up and you're comfortable to chat with them about it, you know, if you're talking to your parents, if you're talking to family members, to siblings, to best friends, it, it's not taboo. So you use your best judgment when determining whether or not you want to talk about it. I mean, how how would you know if if they are uncomfortable with the topic or um... – or if they are comfortable with it. I mean, particularly, I mean, obviously if they brought it up and be like, well, they're pretty okay with it. But if you are the one who brings it up, uh, what would be something that kind of like tipped it off that they would rather not discuss their own personal financial situation? Okay. Well, okay. First and foremost, you don't be the one to bring it up. That's what I always say. You know, it still is. If I have to say black or white, yes or no, the answer is going to be, no, don't talk about it. You know, I only say it's a gray area because it's it, 
it's common. You know, people do talk about it, but you don't want to be the first one to bring it up in a conversation. And the way that you know whether or not it's even an easy topic is because, as you said, they bring it up. So if they bring it up, that's a different story. Now, you may not be the one to want to talk about it. So that bring you know, there's there's things that you can do if you don't want to talk about it. But I certainly wouldn't be sitting around a table and be the first one to to broach the topic. And you certainly never want to ask, how much do you make? How much did that cost? I was sitting at a table last week and I was I had a uh, I was wearing something. And, you know, a person that I barely knew said to me, so how much did that set you back? (laughs) (laughs) Uh So, you know. You're using your best judgment and common sense. Okay. Um, and as I just mentioned, the tax time is coming. Um, and I run into this a lot um, where people like to say either how much they're getting in return or how much they owe. Uh, is it okay to talk uh, with friends and family about their return or to ask them, so did you owe this year? Yeah. You know, it's a comfort level. And so if, if it's someone that you're comfortable with, you, and you know, oftentimes, you know, you plop down on, plop down on a couch or in front of a, you know, a dinner table and after a few, a few small little pleasantries, you say, oh gosh, I just left my accountant and I, oh, blah, blah, blah. That's a comfort level. So Again, yes, it's okay to talk about it when you are comfortable with the people that you are sitting around and it doesn't come across as a boast or a brag and it doesn't come across as a, you know, it doesn't start a want, want, want conversation. You want know, <laughs> the conversation to go downhill and you just got together with somebody that you care about. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so um, if... If you're okay talking about your taxes, um, you really just kind of play play the field a little bit, feel the water before you would ever bring something like that up, though. Sure. Yeah. And you know what else is sometimes you need advice. You need advice from friends. That's where we go. You know, if we're not going to a professional, um, before we go there, you might want to ask your friends or your brother or a family member or a dad or a mom, you know, for their financial advice. Let's say I'm getting a I'm getting a big tax return back and I want to know where are the best places to invest it. Where should I put that money? You know, so so when you were asking in that vein, that's that's a different way. Uh, that's a different kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. I actually had somebody, uh, a friend of mine, uh, just about two three weeks ago, ask me um, because he recently got married uh, for uh, f- some tax advice in terms of you know how how should I file and do you have do you have a, a an accountant you know should I use the software um, so he Absolutely. he was he was asking me those those types of questions which I was more than happy to give him my opinion on. Absolutely. So again, you know, someone is asking you for your advice. They they are coming to you for advice. Um, sometimes people give us their give us their advice, and we don't want it. It's unsolicited, you know. So <laughs> yeah, blow your money on such and such, or oh, you know, you should have saved to so you'd have enough money to pay that that tax return. So, you know, that's unsolicited and it's really all in the tone. You asked earlier how you can tell if it's a good topic to talk about. Watch their body language. 
You know, if, if they, if their nose goes up in the air and they get all puffed up, tone changes, well, that's not the conversation that you want to have. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's different a little bit too, uh, when you're asking, um, how do I file or what, you know, do you use software? I think those things are very different questions than how much do you make? How much did that piece of jewelry cost or whatever, whatever that may be, because that you start getting into, um, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the currency itself, which, sure. which is different than, yeah, I'm thinking about moving my money over to this type of, of an account. Yeah, what's um, your opinion? You know, when you're asked your opinion, that feels friendlier than something that's invasive. And, and again, you know, you don't want to put somebody on guard. And, and if you are the one put on guard, if, if you're the one that is being asked the question, you shouldn't apologize for not wanting to have that conversation. You could just say, you know, you could say something funny like, well, you know, more than a loaf of bread and less than a car. You know, and <laughs> yeah. get the hint. Or you could say, you know, money is just a topic I'm uncomfortable talking about. So just, just own it. <laughs> you know what? You actually just brought up um, a really great point. Um, and I'm going to get a little philosophical with it really quick here is uh, people asking your opinion on something. And I feel like that is one aspect to this conversation. So what do you, what do you think about this or that stock or this type of an account or this app, mobile app, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that that's one type of thing because they're asking for your opinion. Uh, the other part of money conversations is uh, not asking for your opinion, but asking like real dollar amounts. And we tie, you know, and I actually, I don't agree with this, but this is what happens is people tie uh, worth and value to the amount they make or earn or saved or spent, um, which uh, unfortunately that's, I, I feel that's what makes people uncomfortable is it's not that they uh, make, you know, X number of dollars. Um, it's that they're afraid people will view them as that's the amount that they're worth, right? Uh, which is obviously not the case. But that unfortunately is so much of what we see and value in our society is the mighty dollar. So if you don't have a lot of those coming in, uh, it, it that's that's where it becomes hard for people. Yeah, well, you know, and of course I'm in the the protocol business, and and one of my one of the things that I say at every single session, whether I'm talking to a group of women, whether I'm talking to corporate CEOs, you know, money doesn't buy class. You know, it buys good shoes. But, <laughs> you know, oftentimes there are so many people because they have the mentality that you're talking about. They're driving around in these huge car, you know, or beautiful cars. They don't have to be huge. Beautiful, expensive cars are living in these fabulous homes. And they're mortgaged up to their ears and they can't, you know, they, they, they're leasing the cars. There's nothing wrong with the leasing, but, you know, they, they can't afford what's in front of them. So I really do think it's a matter of not keeping up with it, having having a healthy respect for the dollar and, and keeping uh, focused on what is really important. Yeah. And it's, you know, money is important because you have to eat, you have to provide for your family, you want to give them shelter. But but it's not about a false image. It's yeah. about what to do with it. And I think that's the thing about money is if you give it that power, then that's when it becomes a difficult topic to discuss. Uh, but when you strip it of its power, as in 
you know, because I can or cannot afford that car, uh, that is reflective of my own worth. Uh, so as soon as you can get rid of that type of mentality, I think the better off you'll be in talking about money. Sure. That's- sure. Absolutely. And people that are around you, you will, they will fall in suit, you know? So if you, like you said, if you're coming to you and asking your opinion, they want this, this person needed your advice. That's a very different kind of demeanor than someone who's trying to put on false airs because you know what we all know it shows when you're trying to pretend when you were trying to put on an image it shows when you're authentic when you're genuine you know we all have rough times we all have great times and you just have to wait for them because they're going to come back (laughs) (laughs) So, so money is one of those things that you know if you use it responsibly and if you show it responsibly then then people want to be around you no one wants to be around a show off yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're going to get back into that that opinion side of things, um, and I know this happens all the time. I I I, <laughs> I see it on Hitched all the time. Uh, how uh, can you handle unsolicited financial advice uh, from family or friends? You know, it is so hard, especially when it's your parents. <laughs> you know, mom wants or dad wants to to give you their best advice. And sometimes they kind of scowl when they see you buying something or spending in a certain way. And you really, we all would hope to maintain some family balance or even friendships, you know, that money can, can cause rifts in friendships. So I think that it's important to be respectful and to say, you know, I appreciate your input. I appreciate your opinion. And leave it at that. It doesn't mean you have to say, well, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> or yeah. if they or if they ask you, you know, well, how, how are you going to how are you going to spend your tax return? Well, you know, I'm I'm going to think about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say I'm you don't have to ask their opinion. Or, or, or in other words, you don't yeah. have to ask their permission, not opinion. You don't have to rec- their permission is not it could be valid, but it depends on what you and your spouse decide to do with it. You know, since we are talking, we're talking hitched and we're talking about relationships and marriage, um, it shouldn't, there should be a 50-50 balance unless they acquiesce and say, look, you're better with this. I'm going to trust your judgment. I'd just like to know what you're doing. But I, I think it's important to keep track of your own family first, and that is your husband or your wife. Uh, if, if, um, can, can we role play really quick here in terms of how they would go about deflecting that conversation um, if, if you were asked some unsolicited advice? Okay, so you be the you be the dad. Okay, so so uh, you know you be the get, friend. Yeah, so uh, so you uh, you getting some money back this tax season, and what are you going to do with it? We are, we are, and you know we haven't decided yet. So are you uh, are you going to save it? Did you notice that pregnant pause? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I didn't try and give you more information. So yeah. are you going to save it? Well, that's absolutely in our plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you're so just doesn't... you're just giving a, giving away um, nothing other than uh, a, a kind of a leading response, right? And you notice that I don't know, Steve, if you can hear it in my tone, but if you're sitting in front of that person, I'm I'm saying it with a smile. I'm firm, but I'm saying it with a smile. I am not coming at them aggressively. Mm-hmm. But now, now again, this is somebody who doesn't want to give too much information. Okay, yeah. that's I'm I'm taking it from that stance. So. 
you know, I'm saying, yes, I, I, we are getting some money back. We are. And are you going to save it? Well, we, that's in our plan. Yeah. So I'm not being controversial, but mm-hmm. I, I'm being assertive versus aggressive. Now, if you're on the telephone, your tone has to mirror that. Yeah. And I'm, you know, hopefully the <laughs> the person on the other end of that conversation picks up on the, Oh, yes. they didn't they didn't really tell me where they're investing this money they're getting back. And you know, you could also say, you know, dad or mom or, you know, brother George, you know, I I if they continue, you could say I appreciate your input. I know that you have my best intentions. But truly this is I I am I'm responsible and I want you to feel confident that I'm going to do the right thing. And you but can thank you, Karen. You know, so you, you're not being nasty. You you want to be pleasant and, and respectful. And you can even say something. You know, we haven't decided yet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, we're we're thinking about it. You know, we're we're going to be careful with where we put this money. You know, yeah. we might just be talking about one hundred and thirty dollars. Okay, that's not <laughs> way far, but it could be multiple thousands of dollars. But this is why we're talking about this topic because it does get sticky. Yeah. You know, there's so many different scenarios to consider, and you have to consider your own family. You know, you have to consider their dynamic, how you've engaged and interacted throughout the years. And, and you know, maybe your wife's family is very open about money and where it's going to go and how it's going to be spent. And you come in with a very private, you know, mindset. So that's a conversation you have first and foremost with your spouse and and you agree on how you're going to go about handling it when, you know, your mother-in-law is asking where you're going to put your money and I hope you're saving for college and you know, you don't you want to be you want to be respectful, but you do want to stand your ground. Mhm. Uh, I mean, that is, I I love that aspect that you brought into this conversation of your families have two different attitudes about money. Um, and that can help or hinder the conversation depending on which way it falls. And, you know, one, and it could be a literacy thing as well, a money literacy where one family is really financially savvy, uh, knows, you know, their Roth IRA from a 401k and this and that. And you could have the other family who has just scraped by their entire lives and, you know, they, they know the value of a dollar and right or, 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 you know, maybe not, you know? So I think that family who's putting money in a pillowcase and another family who is investing and and you're not going to convince either family that one is better than the other i think i think the investments are a little better than the pillowcase but you know for some they they have their own views and i think as a family as a husband and wife team you have to decide how you're going to handle that conversation. Yeah. And this actually segues perfectly into the second part of this, uh, which is, so what if it's your spouse who um, begins to approach this conversation with you about what to do with your money? Um, I say your money, you, but both of your money. Uh, I mean, how does that change the conversation? Particularly if you know your spouse, for example, um, doesn't didn't have the same, uh, I guess, financial conversation. Like it wasn't as open for them growing up, perhaps. Right. It's an issue, and it, it doesn't have to be a bad issue. But it's if you know this is 
this is coming, if you know that you have two different views on money in general, and you know, you knew that coming in, there's really very few surprises once you get married. There's always little whispers before you, you, you get married, but uh, you have to talk about it. You have to talk about it and you have to be respectful to each other. I really, really, I, I talk about this all the time in all kinds of areas. You don't want to go to your friends and complain about your husband or your wife and she just spends like crazy and he has no idea of what to do with the money. You know, this is an issue that you need to keep at home. And and if you need advice, go to confidants, go to go to people that you trust when you are when you're going to have this conversation, but certainly not everyone needs to know your, your business at tax time or other times. You have to be very careful who you, who you speak, who you talk to. And I will say that just like, um, with relation, just general relationship, uh, communication issues, uh, if this is something that you're having difficulty hashing out between you and your spouse, seek an expert, uh, you know, a counselor. And so in the money realm, you can go to a financial advisor who is a, uh, independent third party who's not picking sides based on personalities, but picking it based on their expert opinion. And you just said something very important, independent. So that means that I think this is so important. If, if let's say the husband um, is, is the one with this issue about the wife, then I really believe that there needs to be, and, and vice versa, the wife has the issue with the husband. It can't be who, I know this person, I know this this accountant, and I want you to come talk to this accountant. I think it should be somebody third-party, independent, that does not have opinions, has not been tainted by one or the other party. Because um, the the spouse is going to go in thinking that they're being ganged up on. Mm-hmm. So I would even say, hey, you pick, you give me a couple of options, you know, and and then you get to pick the final. But, you know, bring me three accountants and let me look at them. You know, let me let me make a decision. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And this was kind of brought up a little bit earlier, which is uh, when you are in the workplace and you get a raise at work, um, you know, this happens to, you know, a lot of organizations are structured. So it's uh, review time. And a lot of times with that review uh, will come promotions and with promotions, hopefully come pay raises. Uh, is it is it impolite? Uh, because, you know, most it's going to be in the air. People are going to know that this is happening. Is it impolite to ask somebody how much they oh. got? Okay, I have two words. Zip it. <laughs> it is no, you do not you don't have to say that you got a raise, but worse, the what is most impolite is someone asking. It is absolutely impolite for someone to say, so did you get a raise? I mean, it's just good, good judgment and common sense. So that's a big red flag, number one. And in answer to that question, you might say, you know, it's it. You know, there's there's all different avenues. Again, you know, it's it's in it's in your tone of voice. It's in your your body language. You know, you just might say. So if you said if you said Steve to me, Diane, so did you get a raise this quarter? You know, I'd say, Steve, you know, I, I think it's this is probably a topic that we need to we need to table. It's not a good topic. It's uncomfortable, but you have to say it. Now, you know, I could say yes. And then you're going to say how much. And that's when I would say I just that's not a comfortable topic for me. Now I I I 
I agree with you that it's an impolite uh, <laughs> topic to broach. Um, but I have um, – I as a worker, like I, I feel like I also have um, – the like the the inconvenient truth of the situation of businesses for a long time now have kind of leveraged employees against each other and yeah. and information is power and when you know everybody goes into the office is told different things and then they come out and you know here we are 20 years later and you know wages livable wage hasn't increased in this country Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like part of that uh, problem has been because, uh, you know, the stock market's over 14,000 points. Uh, CEO wages have gone up over 600%. Worker wages haven't moved. And it's because bosses are like, well, we don't really have anything to give you. And like one or two superstars will get their raise and everybody else is like, well, we don't really have the money. Right. Um, and it's because people don't know um, – it uh, it's still – I'm still going to say, and I absolutely get, I understand exactly what you're saying, but it's still a very slippery slope. Yeah. It's still – you still don't want to wage a – you know, truly, really and truly, if three employees or five employees are, are disgruntled and they all go together because these people got a raise or you got a raise as our CEO, but we still are here – and again, it depends on the size of the company. But I don't really believe it's going to make a huge difference except mm-hmm. to – I don't want to – You know, this is a whole other topic. Sure. I, I really believe that we have to be very, very careful in the workplace when we're talking about money and talking about pay raises and making comparisons. And as friends, we do that, okay, as friends in the workplace. But as distant colleagues who are just nosy that's that's one arm of this conversation if i'm your friend and i say okay i you know i just got my evaluation and i got a raise and you'll say i did too and that's a different kind of conversation yeah and it's dangerous when we start trying to compare and then take it to the top because he got you know 15 percent raise and i didn't get anything and so it's a it's a it's a tough slope you know what? We will um, dig into this side of the conversation a little bit deeper, as as many listeners may know. Uh, I also write um, a, a, a weekly column for Forbes, so we'll we'll tackle this one in Forbes. So stay stay tuned. Uh, keep checking back. We'll have we'll have something more about the workplace conversation coming. <laughs> <laughs> um. So how um. Well, let's let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue off of this topic a little bit and into uh, getting into that price tag um, arena. So um, I mentioned earlier that you know there's opinion and then there's talking about the actual dollars and cents of what something costs. Um, so, so is there – are there certain things that are okay to talk about in that realm? And I, I'm specifically thinking of two or three things that always seem to be uh, the ones that people feel comfortable asking about, which is uh, home prices um, and also cars. Um, I feel like those are two that people uh, are just like, well, so how much did you get the house for? How much did you pay for that car? And and again, it depends on who you're talking to, and it depends on who's asking. But if you're comfortable, you know, because friends, friends sitting around a, a dinner table or you know, in the backyard, they talk about these things. So, 
if you're in a comfortable environment, sure, because you can say, well, you know, the sticker price was such and such and I got him down to such and such. Or, you know, there is an MLL list. You can you can check to see what the house was going for and you can find out. So but you can people like to kind of brag a little bit and talk about how much they got, you know, how much they got the the car for how much they got the house for and you can't always believe them by the way (laughs) (laughs) yeah you never hear somebody say like man i way overpaid for that thing you never get that part exactly but yeah you know it's not difficult to find out so if you're comfortable saying yeah they they took they took thirty thousand off the house can you believe it i offered this and they came back at this that's a normal conversation but again it's a conversation that's comfortable among friends it would be odd. It would be very weird for, for somebody that you barely know to come up and ask you the sticker, you know, what that, what yeah. that, or as, as this other person said to me a while back, set you back, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's, all, it's all in the vein of who it is and, and the environment that you're around. You know, if mm-hmm. somebody asks you how much did that wedding ring cost, I think that's inappropriate. Yeah. We're talking about your wedding ring. If we're talking about, hey, if we're talking about a pair of shoes, they can figure out how much those shoes cost. They can go look in the sales catalog or Google it online. So I don't think that you, if they say, what did, I love those shoes. Were they expensive? Okay. You know, you can say yes, no, or they were $120 or $39. It's just a matter, it, it all comes down to who you're talking to. I mean, really and truly, if your mom asked you how much it costs, sometimes it's easier, sometimes not, because you already have that filter from when you were a little girl or or a a young guy and you had to answer to your mom or dad. But if you have a relationship with your mom or dad, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you brought up, you brought up the wedding ring thing. I, that's, that's a, a pretty, uh, typical one. Um, and I feel from the male perspective, I feel like I heard it a lot. Uh, when all my friends started getting at that marriage age where they were all uh, – and I think a lot of it wasn't <clears> – <throat> at least in my group, it wasn't a braggadocious thing. Um, it was I'm thinking of proposing. How much do I need to consider putting aside yeah. because uh, you know I hear these horror stories? They're just uh, trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. Just trying to figure it out and that's – there are so many conversations within that this one topic and and you want to know you know you have to start doing research and what do you do you ask your friends you ask people that you trust you go on the web some you know we we go to the internet all the time to to look things up and and uh, you just don't take one source as your bottom line mm-hmm. you know and so it, it could be any it's a matter of what you can afford you know, when it comes right down to a wedding ring, there are some people that don't even – there's another topic. They don't want to wear a wedding ring or they they get a rash from a wedding ring just because of the, the, the gold. or the. Yeah. You know, so it, some people love big flashy diamonds. Some people love a small band. Some people like zirconiums. They don't care. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking if you trust who you're asking and if they're comfortable with that conversation. Yeah. But, but as you mentioned, it's, it's, uh, and I think this goes with like everything else. Uh, it's, it's pretty improper to just go around telling people what something costs. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, when the, the girl sits down with her friends and flashes this huge wedding ring and then 
proceeds to tell you how much it costs and and where they're going on the honeymoon and how much they're 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 looking at buying a house. That's called bragging. <laughs> That's bad manners. <laughs> And, you know, it could be something – we're talking about cost of a wedding ring. But, you know, people even fight over the cost of a meal. <laughs> sure. I was – you know, this is this is actually one of those uh, – you know, I know we'll, we're going a little long long here. Um, we'll wrap it up on, on this note. But uh, sometimes, you know, we've been talking about – taking a lot of this from the, the braggadocious point of view. Uh, but sometimes you're trying to do something generous, which is right. uh, trying to – you know, maybe, maybe you know someone's – a little hard on their luck or maybe you're just trying to be kind and repaying a favor and you want to pay for something like as simple as a meal um, but the other person across from you is uh, being prideful or is trying to politely refuse. Uh, is there, a, is there a, a polite way to get them to relent and just let you pay, f- pay for something as simple as a meal? This is the easiest question you've asked me the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the protocol, the etiquette is if you invite, you pay and you tip. It's so important to know that. So if you extend the invitation, you're going to pay and you're going to tip. You never They go hand in hand. The payment goes along with the tip because you never want to uh, allow someone else to tip because you don't know what they're going to tip. But the way that you get around that is you take care of it in advance. So if you know you want to pay for the meal because you want to thank them for something or or you know they're a little they're, – they're down on their luck and you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, you arrive early. You want to be comfortable with the restaurant that you're in because you, you want to either give them your credit card and say, look, at the end of the meal, I want the bill to come directly to me, add 20 percent, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to give them your credit card, you can say, I want to make sure – that I am the one that the bill comes to. And especially for women, because men still, servers still want to go towards the man. It just, it just is. It just happens, you know, oftentimes. So take care of it. The answer to your question, Steve, is to take care of it before the other person arrives. And if you all arrive together, then excuse yourself and go to the to the restroom and really just find your server and say, I want to make sure the bill comes to me. And, you know, the protocol of the server is usually the person that, it, that says it first has to, you know, oh, nope, he told me first or she told me <laughs> yeah. I to get, it, get around it. But you don't want to get into a spitting match at the end of the meal. If they really, really start arguing with you, then you have to stop. But okay. just take care of it in advance. Okay. That's how you pay. Got it. That was an easy one. That was an easy one. And and you know what? I, I feel like there are so many other uh, money-related questions we could dig into. Maybe maybe we'll come back to this topic at another time. Uh, but maybe we'll get some questions from the listeners. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll – yeah, I think that's a great idea. We'll take to Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus and all those other avenues and, and see what kind of questions you guys have out there and 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 come back to this topic and, and – tackle it that way um so yeah so that that will that will do it for us this week diane so thank you so much as always uh fantastic uh advice and um i really appreciate it it's always my pleasure steve thank you 
Uh, before everyone logs off, uh, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, uh, is the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals. Uh, you can get more information at her website, diannegotsman.com. Uh, you can also follow Diane on Twitter at Diane Gotsman. Uh, by the way, she is constantly tweeting really fantastic uh, bits of um, etiquette information and tips and, and really a great person to follow on Twitter. Um, you can find Diane on Facebook. Uh, you know, Hitched uh, is all over the place. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, I am on Twitter. I handle the, the uh, Twitter account. So if you have money questions, go ahead there. It's at Hitch Media. Uh, Google Plus, check us out there. Um, and uh, that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Take care, everybody. Are you ready? We look into each other's eyes. We know that it's showtime. Before you hit the pause button, you may have noticed we have a new intro and outro theme song there. It is from HB Surround Sound. It is called Top of the World, and it is on their latest album, Get Your Dance On. And you can find that in the iTunes store. Again, the album is Get Your Dance On, the artist HB Surround Sound, and the song Top of the World. Thanks for listening.